How does that Stephen A. Smith quote go? We've been hoodwinked, bamboozled, let array, something like that. Because there was someone on the TNT telecast a couple of nights ago saying that he was fooled by the Devils' his fan base, and we're going to break that all down. So, Houston, we have a problem. Or do we? We have a lot to break down in today's episode of Locked on Devils. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Elliott scores! Oh, Steven stepped up, nailed him. Rodora's got the puck. What a shot. The Devils win the Stanley Cup. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, College Hockey Club, a play announcer, Dells Ride for Pucks and Pitchforks, and also part-time credential media member, Trey Matthews. I know, I got some explaining to do. Where have I been the last couple of days? Well, don't worry, nothing bad has happened. Just had to take care of some other work, some other obligations, which included me calling a game between Team Canada and Team USA when they came to Tempe, Arizona for game one of their rivalry series. That was such a fun experience to do. And like I always say, when I miss an episode, I will make it up to you guys. And I owe it to you. So once again, I appreciate you guys for sticking by me, wondering where I was at. I am alive. I am well. I am healthy. But before we get into the knit and grit of today's episode, let's talk about a couple players that aren't so healthy for the Devils. And then we'll talk about the Devils' more recent loss to the Colorado Avalanche in very embarrassing fashion. And then in segment two, we're going to talk about a certain hockey content creator saying that uh, he was duped and fooled by the Devils fan base and how I completely disagree with his statements. And then in the third and final segment, we're going to hear from Calder Trophy winner Matty Beniers because I had the chance to speak with him a couple days ago in regards to Luke Hughes and the possibility of Luke winning the Calder. It's going to be very hard because Connor Bedard recently got four points in a matchup uh, between the Chicago Blackhawks and the Tampa Bay Lightning, but that's neither here or there. Luke Hughes is still very much in the running for it very early in the season, but let's talk about the injury reports for Jack Hughes and Nico Heischer. So according to Kevin Weeks, he says that Jack Hughes is itching to return back to the ice, and he's projecting for Hughes to return within the three-week span that was initially reported by Devils Media. So Once again, it's going to be a tall order for the Devils to try to maintain their offensive production without one of their top guys, but they got to weather the storm somehow, some way. And then for Nico Heischer, I don't have good news for you guys because he still has not returned to practice. And Kevin Weeks said that Nico Heischer and his injury situation is uncertain. So as we know, both of them are dealing with upper body injuries. Jack Hughes is dealing with a right shoulder issue when he went crashing into the boards in a game against the St. Louis Blues. And then Nico Heischer, I believe like a week or two ago, he took a dirty cross check to the face against the Buffalo Sabres. And Lindy said that Nico was going to be a day-by-day process. He didn't make uh, the road trip. And a lot of people were just wondering, could Nico return when the Devils uh, come back to the Prudential Center? Well, For the time being, the answer is no. I'm a little concerned for Nico because if it's day-by-day or day-to-day, however you want to phrase it, 
he should theoretically be back to skating or I mean, I'm not a coach. I'm not a trainer, but that's just my two cent opinion at this point. Just say he's week to week. And then for Jack Hughes still week to week, we'll see what happens. But the fact that he's itching to return to the sheet of ice, I'm sure he's sitting on pins and needles. He wants to get back into the hard trophy discussion. I think Jack will be back sooner rather than later, but right now the devils are still without their top two players in Heischer and Hughes. And they were both dearly missed in the more recent game against the Colorado Avalanche because the Devils lost that game by a score of 6-3 to three in Mile High City. And that was probably the worst game that I've seen so far this season from the Devils. And the fact that they only lost 6-3, to three, because keep, keep in mind that one of those goals scored by the Avalanche was an empty netter goal, it was just shocking because, quite honestly, the Devils should have lost 10-3. to three, And I'll explain that momentarily. But... When I look back at that game against the Avalanche, it was definitely chippy, to say the least. Miles Wood, no love lost between him and the Devils organization. He was going full ham on a few Devils players, including Jonas Siegenthaler, and then Wood had to pay the piper. Hamilton got some retaliation to make sure that Wood got his comeuppance, but unfortunately, Hamilton was assessed the penalty for roughing, so Hamilton had to sit uh, Miles Wood, we'll talk about this uh, moments later. He did something that I haven't seen him do in a devil sweater for a long period of time. And I'm just like, where was this during the playoffs? But I think the main talking point was basically the goon-like behavior from Ross Colton in the second period because he was out to kill. Because about 10 minutes into the second period, he got assessed three penalties. So he got a penalty for boarding Luke Hughes, which we all saw on social media. Luke has to make sure he watches his six because he went into the defensive end a little too leisurely. And then you got someone like Colton, once again, playing like an absolute goon and decided to hurt Luke Hughes or try to take him out the game or just say, you know what? You're going to join your brother on the IR because I'm going to make sure of it. And he basically just, for no apparent reason, decides to just give the poor kid a taste of the boards. And I'm just like, that was not necessary. But Luke does have to watch his six from here on out because there are going to be players that are going to be gunning for you. And it, it, they, they might not even give you a good reason as to why they're doing it. But digressing a little bit, Colton also got a penalty for cross-checking Timo. And then he got a game misconduct. So the Devils go on the lengthy power play and it should be all them, right? Not exactly, because we saw Alexander Holtz get a penalty. We saw Miles Wood get a shorthanded goal, open breakaway, scores on VTech Vanacek. And I'm just like, where was this when you were with the Devils? Maybe that's why you were a healthy scratch in round one against the Rangers for most of those games. But, you know, I'm a little salty, yes, but still. I was just like, you know what? I don't know why, but I kind of saw that one coming, but... Yeah, that was just an ugly series of events for the Devils. Now, on that lengthy power play, they were, in fact, able to get a couple power play goals, one from Timo Meyer and the other being Dougie Hamilton. But Dougie really had to redeem himself for that because uh, a little earlier, he was the reason why Miles Wood got that open breakaway and scored the shorthanded goal because Hamilton just peeled away from the play. And unfortunately, he had a brain fart defensively like he's prone to do. And then Wood just found the opening, exploited it, went down to the other side of the rink, and we were just like, Dougie, you have to play better on defense. That cannot happen. Your offense can only make up for so much. And, yes, I'm glad that he was able to redeem himself on the lengthy power play once again 
but that cannot happen. And, it's, and it leads into the next talking point, which was this was the talk of the town on the TNT broadcast, which was what do the Devils need to approve upon in order to be a much better team? Now, here's the thing. The Devils are still third in the Metro. They're still above 500. They're without their two-star players. But obviously, people want to create some certain narratives because the Devils did have a historic season last year. And I called it going into the year like many of you, which was the expectations for Devils were going to be much higher. Now, could they like reach it? Could they exceed it? That was yet to be uh, discovered, but still very early in the season. But nonetheless, on the TNT broadcast, they were just like, the Devils need to improve on their goaltending because... Here's the thing. When we're looking at Vitek Vanacek's numbers, he's appeared in nine games. He has a record of six and three. He has a save percentage of 893, and he has a goals against average of 3.29. Akira Schmidt hasn't been that much better statistically. He has appeared in four games. He has a record of one, one, and one. He has a goals against average of 3.51, a save percentage of 887. Yeah, so when you look at it on paper, the goaltending hasn't been all that good for the Devils. But the one thing I wanted TNT to point out was that it's not really the goaltending in this case. I don't think you could put that previous loss against the Avalanche on VTech Vanacek. I'm sure there's a few saves he would like to have back, but I think that's the case for any goalie that comes out on the losing end. It was the defense because I want you guys to do me a favor. Take a shot for every time the Devils allowed the Colorado Avalanche to go on the odd man rush or allow for some open breakaways. P.S., you might not want to drive afterwards. In fact, do not drive afterwards because you will be drunk out of your mind because according to TNT, the Devils allowed for the Avalanche to go on 13-odd-man rushes. That cannot happen. That is a recipe for disaster. So honestly, like I just said moments ago, I'm surprised that the Devils lost by three goals, albeit one of those goals was an empty netter. But it's just like the defense is not giving the goalies a chance to thrive. It feels like Mackenzie Blackwood on the San Jose Sharks because Mackenzie Blackwood has actually been doing quite well and the numbers don't really do it justice. Yes, but the Sharks defense has been atrocious. So they're not giving him a chance. And the same can be said in New Jersey just at a different scale because they're not giving Vitek Vanacek or Akira Schmidt a chance to thrive. So when you allow 13-odd man rushes to a fast-paced team like the Avalanche, a team that's doing really well to open up the season, I don't know what else you expect. I don't think it's the goaltending in this case. In fact, most of the Devils' losses, I don't think you can really put it on either Vitek or Akira, even though people are quick to point the finger. It really goes on the defense in this case. And this is something that I've been preaching. I've been seeing some of my fellow Devils content creators preaching about this. Like, it's the defense that's been so bad for the Devils. They have so many holes in their defensive execution that you can use it to drain pasta at this point. So the main question is, what do the Devils do in this case? Because if we're being honest, the Devils are pretty spread thin when it comes to defensemen because their only option is to insert Cal Foot into the lineup, and that's not really going to help them. So it's just like, what do they do, especially with uh, Colin Miller still being on the IR? What what changes need to be made? Well, Ryan Ovazinski, who's a friend of the show, he recently spoke with Tom Fitzgerald in a recent interview and asked him, like, what does the, the team need to do in order to improve? And Fitzgerald touched on the goaltending situation, and he also touched on the defense, which has been putrid. 
to begin the year. Fitzgerald was quoted to say, I think we're doing a lot of good things, but there are areas that we're still working on. Our puck management, our D-zone assignments, but that takes time. People want to say things or evaluate our goaltenders, blah, blah, blah. We've got to play better in front of them. Give them a chance to stop pucks. You can't keep giving up high-quality chances and ask for miracles. And we've got a couple. So he also mentioned like the possibility of sending Akira Schmidt down to Utica because if you guys know, Schmidt is still in his entry-level contract, so he could be sent down to Utica with no repercussion, but there's no replacement for the time being. And that's a concern that I had going into the start of the season. Who's the third string goalie in case something goes wrong? Like, is it Shalgren? Is it Kincaid? Like, I was a little confused about that goaltending setup. So that's the one thing that needs to be addressed. Like, who's this, the, the third string goalie that can be turned to in case something like this happens or in case an injury breaks out? But we'll discuss that for another time. And also, Tom Fitzgerald did say that he isn't really looking to make a trade for a time being. He'll look past the 20 game mark to see if like a trade is necessary. But honestly, I wouldn't be counting my chickens for that. Like you can't just expect some sort of miracle. I know Tom Fitzgerald has a tendency to pull a rabbit out of his, out of his hat and make some great moves, but I don't think that's going to take place anytime soon for a time being. So unfortunately for devils are just going to have to get somewhat creative with their defensive pairings and they're just going to have to like see what works what doesn't work but for the time being guys the defense is all they got and they're just going to have to try to make it work so the brendan smith experience uh continues for the foreseeable future because there are no other options to try to fix it and if you say like bring up like uh, a rookie from utica to try to help them out or bring someone over from god knows where Honestly, I don't think that's going to help because one of the issues is, is that the Devils' is defensive pairings, they have a lot of, how would I say it, lack of experience, especially with someone like Luke Hughes. And if you were to push him on the Mets in, the Mets is going to help offensively, but not defensively because he's still working on that. We saw that in preseason. So my thing is, is like, I don't know what you expect, but I don't think asking for a up-and-coming player to uh, be inserted to the Devils roster, including Cal Foote, who's already on the roster. I don't think that's really going to help them in that case. So to answer the question for TNT, it is not goaltending. It is defense. It has been atrocious. And that's where I'm going to leave it in terms of that previous game against the Avalanche. Devils have another game when this episode goes live against the Capitals. So we'll see how that goes. So also a part of that TNT broadcast is Paul Bizanet. And we call him Biz in the industry, obviously. And he was quoted to say some controversial things in regards to the devil. So post-game, he said it was like one of the most pathetic performances he's seen on the road. The performance against the Avalanche was pathetic. I, I can't even defend the devils in that case. He said that he was drinking the Kool-Aid in regards to the devils. Hmm. Don't know about that one, Chief. And he also said he was fooled and duped by the Devils fan base. How did they exactly dupe and fool you? Like, what, are you expecting for Devils fans to be down in the dumps and not have confidence in their team? Not even a little bit? I get that the Devils have been in a lengthy rebuild for, like, what, a decade uh, prior to uh, last year. But still, it's like, I think a lot of people have a lot of confidence in their team, even if they're the worst team in the league. I saw some Sharks fans basically saying that 
Maybe the Sharks can make the, the wild card in a weak Western Conference. But digressing a little bit, I expect for fans to be like passionate about their team no matter what the circumstance is. Hence the name fan, just, just saying. But the main thing that he said, and this was basically discussed all over social media, he said, so far this year, without this red-hot power play, I think the Devils are a 500 team. Five on five this year, they have not looked good. Way too many mistakes. They have to go in with a different mindset into these games. Okay. So, Biz, the one part I will agree with is that, yes, the Devils do need to go into a different mindset, and their five on five hasn't been all that good. I even acknowledged that when Jack Hughes and Nico Keisha were healthy, which was it seemed like the Devils were much better executed while being on the man advantage. I will give you that. But the one thing I cannot agree with you on is that without their red hot power play, they're just a 500 team. Look, I get it. But the thing is, is like every team has a specialty, especially the good ones. Good teams have a specialty. So last year for Devils, they were lightning quick. That's what people were raving about. Their speed. They were tiring out their opponents. And that's what resulted in so many wins. Because no one could keep up with people like Jack Hughes or Jesper Bratt or Nico Heischer. It was basically an East-West style type of hockey. So what happened in the playoffs? Because... This is what separates the good teams from the great teams because great teams are able to like go to plan B if plan A isn't working. But for the Devils, especially in round two, when plan A wasn't working, there was no plan B because as we saw, plan A was for the Devils to try to play a fast-paced game and the Carolina Hurricanes were taking none of that. They were forechecking the Devils a lot, which resulted the Devils to ice the puck a lot because they couldn't get full grasp of the puck. So my thing is like, Biz, yes, the Devils have a red-hot power play, but doesn't every team have some sort of specialty that makes them good? Because like, if the Rangers didn't have Igor Shesterkin in net, are they still like a top contending team in the Metro? I mean, I, I can't really answer that, but why don't you ask Ranger fans that? Would the Edmonton Oilers still be relevant without Connor McDavid, who's the greatest hockey player in this generation? Riddle me that. Would the Florida Panthers make it to the Stanley Cup if they didn't make that trade with Calgary to get Matthew Kachuk? Because Matthew Kachuk was a huge catalyst for that Panthers team, obviously. He was one of the finalists for the Hart Trophy. So that's the point I'm just trying to make, is that every team has some sort of component that makes them really good. And the Devils are no exception. And for them, it happens to be in special teams, especially on their power play. So when you just say that the Devils will be like a bad team if they don't have that red hot power play, I don't get the point you're trying to make. That's just their specialty. And that's what they're doing good on. And kudos to them for actually playing to their strengths, which is why their record is maybe better than it should be. Because the Devils have not gone off to a good start this year, but they're still racking up the wins. And I think that's more important because, once again, they're still a very good team. And if they thrive in one area, then continue to thrive in it because, obviously, teams are having trouble stopping it. Because I even said it a few episodes ago. How do you stop the Devils' power play, especially when you got Jack Hughes and Jesper Bratt just facilitating the puck on the top uh, power play unit? Nico Heischer, great two-way player. Luke Hughes, a great catalyst, and, and he has great chemistry outside of his brother. Like, he has chemistry with the entire team. He, he's been racking up a lot of his points on the man advantage. Or the second power play unit isn't a bunch of duds either. So 
That's my thing. Okay, yeah, they're they're red hot in the power play, and it's bailed them out a few times. In fact, it bailed them out in that game against the Avalanche. Despite losing, that that loss could have been significantly worse if uh, Ross Colton wasn't an absolute goon, got the Devils the lengthy man advantage, and Devils, you know, score a couple power play goals thanks to Timo Meyer and Dougie Hamilton. That score could have been a lot worse. But once again, Devils playing to their strengths. So, Biz, I don't get the point you're trying to make. And also, when we look at the uh, standings, there's only two Metro teams that are ahead of the Devils. So, at the time of recording, Devils have played in 12 games. They have 15 points. Hurricanes have played in 13 games. They have 16 points. So, the Devils are just uh, uh, one point behind the Hurricanes. And then when we look at the New York Rangers, they have 21 points, which six points isn't really like anything um, monstrous or anything with all due respect. So I, I don't get it. It's not like the devils are bottom tier. So I don't know how you were fooled or duped by the devil's fan base. I don't know who made you drink the Kool-Aid. I don't know. Y- yes. I agree with you that the, the outing against the avalanche was indeed pathetic and they need to do better, but they're missing their two star players. What are you honestly expecting? So that's my thing, which is all the devils need to do is just tread water. That's all I'm going to ask from them. So in regards to biz and what he said on TNT, I think I speak for a lot of the devil's discourse when I say you are 100% absolutely wrong about your assessment regarding the devils. But what do I know? That's just my two cent opinion. All right. So we got more to talk about in today's show, including playing some sound bites from Maddie Beneers, the Calder Trophy winner from last season. Before we continue, I want to tell you guys about the Sleeper app because I am in the middle of my fantasy football season, but a new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. So why don't you play fantasy hockey on the Sleeper app? Because Jack Hughes could still score 50 goals or the Devils could hoist the Stanley Cup and you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports especially daily fantasy hockey, because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy contests. So once again, you you can uh, play fantasy hockey, but fans can also play daily fantasy NFL, NBA, MLB, college football on the Sleeper. So all you have to do is pick whether studs like Timo Meyer or Jesper Bradford time being will record more or less than their Sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, maybe Vitek Vancek for saves, plus minus and more in any given time. So to win 100 times bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. So you heard me, Devils fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fancy hockey with sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code locked on NHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code locked on NHL. See sleepers terms of use for details and locational availability. And now, speaking of making some extra money, let me tell you guys about FanDuel because we are still in the midst of the Taylor Swift League. I mean, the NFL. So score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line. So that's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get into the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads player props, overs and unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Okay, so I always tell you guys that when I miss an episode or two, I make it up to you. So 
consider part of this as my makeup gift. Don't worry, I still have a lot more in store. But I had the chance to speak with the Calder Trophy winner from last year, Matty Beneers, when the Seattle Kraken came to town to play against the Arizona Coyotes. They came on the losing end in a shootout, but I made my way to the locker room and I asked Matty about Luke Hughes, the possibility of him winning the Calder, any advice he might have for him, and also how does a player like Luke avoid the rookie wall when midseason comes around? Because Luke's production might go down as the NHL season starts to take a wear and tear on his body, and Colton certainly didn't help things. So once again, it was after the Kraken lost in a shootout. Players are kind of in a down mood, as you guys can see in past episodes I've done, going into the devil's locker room after a loss, whatever the case might be. So I put my neck out online to give you guys some decent content. So here's what Maddie had to tell me a couple times post-game. So Maddie, I don't know if you know this, but obviously your first 10 games in the NHL, you racked up nine points. And then for Luke Hughes, when we factor in regular season and playoffs, he was also getting nearly a point per game. So, and he's also tops amongst rookies in points to begin this year. So having won the Calder, do you have any advice for someone like Luke to follow in your footsteps so that way he could potentially win the Calder? What went right for you personally last season that ended up uh, becoming rookie of the year? Yeah, I mean, he's a, a great player. Um, and I'm super happy for him. You know, I hope he hope he has a lot of success this year. Um, you know, it's, it's definitely a long year, but I think he – is surrounded by the right people and you know plays the right way he's obviously super skilled works hard um plays both sides of the puck really well not just offensively but defensively so um you know there's not really much advice you know he needs from from me you know he's got two great support um system with the brothers and family so um you know i'd just say keep it going and you know he's gonna have a great year one of the things that people talk about is the rookie wall which is halfway through the year your body starts to give out on you a little bit obviously going from collegiate to now nhl can definitely um can definitely take a toll on anyone so basically i want to hear your perspective how did you push through it and how can rookies like luke hughes push through it as well like what's the advice you could give to all rookies that uh, when the midway point of the season hits yeah I mean it's just taking care of your body that's the biggest thing um you know it's a long year you play a lot of games and taking care of your body is important um you know that would be the biggest thing once again it's great to interact with uh Maddie Beneers this is the second time that I've interviewed him and great kid and I hopefully thrives in the league but let me know what you guys think what did you think about People saying that the devil's goaltending is the reason for their downfall. Is it the goaltending or is it the defense? Because in my opinion, it's the defense. And I think Tom Fitzgerald can agree with that. And also, if you want to hear Ryan Ovazinski's full thoughts on the matter and also read his full discussion with general manager Tom Fitzgerald, the link to his article will be in the description below. Give it a look. Subscribe to NJ.com if you haven't done so already. And also, do you think that Biz was fooled and duped by the devil's fans? What do you think of the Devils at this point in time? Keep in mind, keep your expectations moderate, especially with Jack and Nico out. And also give Maddie some love and support the Seattle Kraken because they are my second favorite NHL team because of my mentor, Everett Fitzhugh, the play-by-play announcer for their radio feed. So as for today's episode, guys, that's all the time I have for you. So thank you for sticking by me. Thank you for wondering where I'm at. I'm back. Took a bit of a mini hiatus, but I got some more content on the way. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.